Welcome to What's the Play. Today is August 16th, and we are continuing our episodes on NFL divisions and the teams within the NFL divisions. Today, we're going to be working on the NFC South, which a few years ago was a powerhouse division, and now they are all bums and trash. True. We are going to start with the New Orleans Saints. Otherwise known as... The Jameis Winston MVP year. Exactly. Last year they went 12 and 4. Projected wins, 9. What do you have over or under? Um, I'll give you my hot take. I have them going 4 and 13. <laughs> I think this is going to be a bad year for them. Nah, I would say. I would say give me the over. I just. I'll, I'll, I'll explain my reason why I think they're going to be so bad. Is because you look at this team. And you look around, and you're like, wow, that guy sucks. That guy sucks, too. Wow, there's no one really on this team that I like. Okay, is there... uh, Okay, I'll talk about their... I'm not going to talk about their defense, because their defense is kind of good, so that would be bad. On their offense, all they really have is a good O-line and Alvin Kamara. Do you need much more? Probably not. But I think as long as Taysom Hill is a starter... I don't think they're going to do very good. Do you really believe that Taysom Hill is a starter? I don't. Okay, I don't think he should be, but do I think he is? Yes, I do. Because he came out with the first team offense during the preseason. So I think he is a starter, but I think Jameis Winston gives him a much better outlook. Okay. Okay. Here's what I will say. If Taysom Hill is the starter, I agree completely with what you're saying. They might be lucky to win four games. Okay, so let me clarify. I do have my four wins giving Taysom Hill the starts but throughout the year. I believe that if even if it's not off the bat, I think Jameis Winston is the guy. Therefore, I think this team, this guy. <laughs> if Jameis Winston is the starter and he starts all 17 games at his, you know, what he does constantly throughout seasons – Play at an MVP level? I think they could win most of their games. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the offense. Obviously, we just talked about Jameis and Taysom Hill. Jameis Winston gives – in my personal opinion, I think Jameis Winston gives them a better chance. I think most people think that. I just think that Taysom Hill is not very good. I feel like he's like more or less – he's like a uh, – Tim Tebow in 2012? Um. Yeah. I guess he's better than Tim Tebow. He's not that bad, but – Yeah. He's – um. He's just he's a he's a utility player. He's not a starting quarterback. Yeah. Jameis, in all seriousness, is a starting quarterback at the very least. He's definitely one of the thirty-two best quarterbacks, and I think he's in a pretty good situation. Where I would not be surprised if Jameis Winston ended up with like five thousand yards at the end of this year. Okay, let's move on to the running backs. If he, well, actually, I would be surprised, but only because I don't know if he'll start. Off, yeah, off the bat. So running backs, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, and recently signed Devontae Freeman. Obviously, Alvin Kamara leads this room. He'll get most of the touches and looks throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Top three back? Top two back. Top two back. Who is, is is he number two or is he number one? He's number two, but oh, okay. it's close. Yeah, it is close. In my opinion, one of my favorite players to watch. Mm-hmm. Just so exciting when he gets the ball. He yeah. might not get the ball 25 times, but if he gets the ball 15 times, it's like a player getting the ball 50 times. You know what I mean? You do the right. math and it yeah, makes yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. right? Right. right. Uh, I love Alvin Kamara, and I, I think he can do very well. Speaking of players I love, 
Do you want to move to the receivers and talk about a player that we hate? I think we can do that. I mean, I think we cover running backs. It's really good. But wide receivers, very bad. Well, hate is a strong word. I just don't think anybody likes Michael Thomas. I don't think so either. Surprisingly. I mean, he is surprisingly hated across social media. Surprisingly? Yeah. For a player who's like pretty good. And like does his thing and has like led the league in receiving yards. I mean, Everyone he has an all-time record for most catches in a year. Exactly, and, and everybody is like, "You suck, dude! Well, stop!" I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, surprisingly, he's, he's people should of, be on his side, yeah, but they're not. He's just one of those guys where, like, well, some people even when he broke the record, people were like, "Oh, is he top five? He's the best receiver in the game." Some people believe that, but I feel like the real people. We all knew. Like Devontae and DeAndre Hopkins well, and Tyree. Well, we just knew that he wasn't that good. You know yeah. what I mean? So now I think seeing that plus how I guess he cocky is the right word. I was gonna say arrogant, but I mean Same thing, pretty much. Yeah. He that combined with what he like his personality combined with all the pub he got is what makes everybody so happy to see him be bad well and how he handled the situation with his injury well yeah but that i was just saying from last year because last year everybody was like clowning him because he was having a really down year yeah and then in the playoffs he went out pretty badly as that as did the rest of the saints but you remember the bucks were like taunting him calling him slant boy <laughs> yeah everybody was just like let's go <laughs> yeah so uh it's pretty warranted Okay, <laughs> so so next best guy can be argued. Traycon Smith has been battling injuries through training camp. Marquez Callaway is, yeah. Marquez Callaway has shown to be the number one guy so far with their top two guys being out right now. Behind him really isn't much. I mean, Deontay Harris, I guess. Chris Hogan, whatever. Ty Montgomery. Yeah, right now the receiving core is looking rough. Yeah, I real be, rough. I wouldn't be surprised if they signed somebody. Yeah, I think right now with Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith out is probably the worst receiving core in the league. Oh, yeah. I think you could say that. Uh, And then tight end really doesn't help them. I've seen stuff about Adam Trotman and Nick. Well, Nick Finnett has been in the league for a while, but Adam Trotman has been the guy getting the headlines. I don't know if I really believe in him, but I guess he has the athleticism to do something. There's hope for him. I don't think he's going to be a problem, but he's also not going to be a major advantage. Yeah. Uh, we can move on to the offensive line. One of the better units in the league. Top 10 for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably top five. You could argue that. Yeah. Uh, when you look at this, when you look at this offensive line, not many holes. Yeah, I don't, uh, their weakest link is probably Andrus Pete. Saints fans don't really like him. Yeah. But, but if you're left guard, say, um, you're just hoping as long as Eric McCoy and Cesar Ruiz, continue to get better because they're both very young. Yeah. It's going to still be a top five unit. They have probably the best, well, one of, if not the best tackle duos in the whole league. So you're not going to complain out of that. If they if they manage to be a playoff team this year, it's going to be in large part to their offensive line and their defense. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, do you want to tackle their defense and talk about them? Um, sure. I think their defense, their strength is probably – they're the back end of the defense compared yeah. to their front end. Um, they're kind of dealing with some injuries on the front right now. Um, but they still have Cameron Jordan, who is starting to, you know, regress, but he's still pretty good, you know. Definitely still their number one. And then they have 
some so- solid guys in the middle, like Shai Tuttle, David Onyemata. Marcus Davenport has been a little bit of a disappointment, but that's okay. They're kind of probably hoping that Peyton Turner, their new first-round pick, which was a little bit of a surprise, is going to be shocking and uh, impress some people. Yeah. But then, like I said, I think their best unit is actually their back seven compared to their front seven, which includes Demario Davis, you know, Quan Alexander. They just drafted Pete Warner in the second round. And then they've got, you know, a pretty solid young duo with Marcus Williams and Marshawn Lattimore. So... Lots to be excited for, even though it's not very like flashy or new. Yeah, you know, it's kind of the same old, same old. Yeah, my thoughts on this defense is I think they're a little overhyped, especially Cameron Jordan. I think Cameron Jordan right now is more of a mouth than a player because he talks a lot and he talks a lot of trash. But his best year was like four years ago, and you don't see him getting any better anytime soon. Like you said, he's just going downhill. And I think the rest of the people on that front front defensive line, it's just not that good. Like, Marcus Davenport has been a bust. He has not been that good. I do like Demario Davis, but he's getting up there in age. Kawan Alexander, at one point was a very good linebacker, but has regressed a lot since then and is not he the same player. Able to stay healthy. Yeah, not the same player he used to be. Mm-hmm. When you go to the when you look at the secondary, I do like the secondary more than any other part of this part of this defense. I really like Marsh Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Williams. Kind of like you said, I'm just kind of like reiterating what you're saying. Also, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yeah, but other than that, I think I'm not a big fan of this defense. You know, compared to I think people look at this defense and they're like, oh, this is a top half, top sixteen, top ten defense in the league. And I think they only have a few players that really make a difference. I would definitely say they're at the top half. I, I wouldn't say they're in the top five conversation. But, you know, it. I mean, I think I'm going to kind of talk generally about the whole team. I think this year is really going to be a test for their culture and their scheme and their coaching staff and what they've got going on. Because, you know, in the past we've been saying, you know, Drew Brees – He's not really that good, you know. He's kind of fallen off, which is true, which was true. Yeah. I mean, last year he was injured obviously, but he did not look good. It was not the way you'd probably wanted to see him go out. And so now we're we're putting that to the test. We're going to see if it's really true, you know. They've been really successful without him, you know, with people like Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill over the last couple of years. And now we're going to see if that's if that's real or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the Saints, obviously, they're kind of infamous for not being able to get it done once it gets to the playoffs. Honestly, I have a hard time seeing that changing now without Drew Brees as much as he has regressed recently. Yeah. But I still think there's a chance. I'm not going to bet against Sean Payton, who is one of probably one of the best offensive minds in the league and a team that's shown they've actually been able to develop and create pretty competent defensive like looks yeah over the last three or four seasons so i agree on paper it's not impressive it's even kind of unimpressive but i don't i'm not going to rule them out just quite yet okay now if two weeks into the season Taysom hill is their starter they're going 0 17 yeah, as I I just had a thought. I feel like this team is going to get down in the second quarter 
And when that happens, you're not going to be able to run the ball like you would want it. You would want to behind this offensive line, and you're going to have to throw. And be, between Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill throwing the ball, that's not really what you want to play catch up with those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Obviously. I think that's where they get a lot of losses from. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're not going to be expecting a ton out of their quarterback, whoever it is, mm-hmm. because obviously they're kind of built on the short, over-the-middle stuff. That's why they call Michael Thomas the slant boy, because he kind of what he does. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. It's, you... it, it's, it's going to be interesting. Anything else you want to say about this team? Um... Bring back Bounty Gate. Yeah, yeah. You start taking people's heads off. I Why mean, not? Yeah. Greg Williams isn't around anymore. Maybe they should just bring him back in. <laughs> That'd be fine with me. Let's move on to the next team. Previous year's Super Bowl championship. Super Bowl champion team. Uh, and they are favored to win it again. The Super Bowl or the NFC? The Super Bowl. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know. Do you have anything? Let me, let me, I just, I I don't want to say they're the best team in the league because I don't think that's necessarily true, but I think this is probably one of the, this is probably the best roster that I've seen in three years, at least as a whole top to bottom. I agree. So last year they went 11 and five and this year their projected wins is 11 and a half. Do you have them going over or under that? 11 and a half? Um, I guess I would take the over. But, I mean, you're probably getting tired of me saying this, but it really doesn't really, to me, it doesn't really matter necessarily what their record is. It's going to matter when they get in. Yeah. What do they do? So. I have it over with 14 wins. I think they this were, is what, 11 and 5 last year. Yeah, I just said that 11 and 5. Yeah. <laughs> I think this team as a whole like you said is probably the most secure team in every position they have. I mean, last year they won the Super Bowl, of course, and they didn't lose a single starter. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of that I mean, that is unheard of. I don't yeah. think that's ever been done before. Their offseason was very lackluster, but you're it was actually a plus because of that, you know, yeah. because they lost AQ Shipley, a backup offensive lineman, but then they got Gio Giovanni Bernard. Right. You know? So, I mean, you're not, you're happy about that offseason because you didn't lose anybody. Yeah. And last year, a lot of people were like, Oh, the regular season, they weren't that good. Blah, blah, blah. Like they kind of, they barely made the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. They were hurt most of the season. Right. Well, it was like, Tom Brady had like three games with all three of his star wide receivers well, in the and game. It was COVID. Yeah. No preseason, short training camp. They basically played their preseason games throughout the middle of the year. Yeah. And I they, mean, they still had some found ugly a way. losses last year. Tom Brady obviously was like, had dementia. It was like, oh, was it three, four, <laughs> five? Yeah. And, but they, I mean, they figured it out. And I hate that freaking Tom Brady is still. <laughs> On such a good team, yeah, we still have to talk about him so much, but I don't know. I kind of, I'm, I, I'm, I kind of like it better. I well, I definitely like it better than when he was in New England because at least it's different. You yeah, know? and I, there are a lot of players on this team that I do like as well. So I wouldn't say that they're 
the biggest lock for the postseason because I still think like the Chiefs, the Ravens are like I I'm well maybe not the Ravens, but you get my point. The Packers. Yeah. Those two teams at least. I would say I would I'm pretty much already saying that they're gonna make the playoffs. Ninety nine out of hundred. I times. think they are the biggest the Bucks, I think there's a couple of ways they could fall apart. It could happen. Super Bowl hangover is always a real thing. But with a roster this good, I'm not going to count on it to happen this well, time. I think Super Bowl hangovers only really happen to the losing Super Bowl team, right? And I think this is a playoff lock team because of how bad their division's going to be. I have no faith in the Falcons, Saints, and I think the best team other than the Bucks is are the Panthers. And I don't really like the Panthers that much either, right? Yeah, I would, I would say it's probably the Saints. The Saints did give them... Uh, they, I mean, they destroyed the Bucks. Yeah, the times they played in the regular season last year. Now that didn't matter in the playoffs, but just saying. But I think you also say that when you have Drew Brees on your team, and now he's not there. Yeah. Uh, but we can move on to this team. Uh, offensively, there's not really holes. The biggest weak spot is a running back. But with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, you're not mad about yeah, that. Have like. Five running backs. The scariest thing about their running backs is Giovanni Bernard because Tom Brady's getting his James White back. And well, they also have CJ Prosize, so it's basically the same thing. Well, yeah, but Giovanni Bernard, in my opinion, is a better James White than James White is James White. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then wide receivers, it's just, is this the best wide receiver group in the league no. with their depth and star talent? No, but it's it's good. Because they're five deep of good wide receivers. And then, sure, throwing John Franklin from Last Chance U, I mean, he's still there. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you add in the tight ends with Gronk, O.J. Howard, and Cameron Brait. Just the pass catchers galore is insane. And I know people talk about this already so much. But there's a reason, because they're so good. Yeah. I mean, they're, they address... If you can't have a star running back, this is how you have running... This is what you do with running back. You just get a lot of bodies in there. You feed the hot hand like they did you know, throughout last year, whether that was Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette or even one of their other random guys. Yeah. Between whoever it's going to be this year. And then... Tight ends, like I said, same kind of thing. You have a bunch of bodies. That way, if O.J. Howard gets hurt, Gronk is banged up. You have, I don't know, two out of three tight ends who would probably start for other teams in the NFL Yeah, who can play for you. And then, like you said, with the running backs, I mean, not the running backs, the wide receivers, they have an elite trio followed by a bunch of, a couple of young guys and some stable veterans. So... Like you said, there's really not a hole um, to be found. Yeah. What about offensive line? What do you think about them? Offensive line, their offensive line is very underrated. It's pretty. It's not as good as the Saints, but they have Tristan Wirfs, who it is like. He was like unrealistically good last year for a rookie. Yeah. Which just usually doesn't happen, but it's it, you know it did. And then the middle, like they have Ryan Jensen. Alex Kappa is not really impressing anyone too much. Neither is Donovan Smith. But, it, I mean, it's fine. They have Ali Marpet, also very good. I do think for offensive line to be a top 10 unit in the league and be very good, you only need three out of five players to be elite, and that's what they have here. Right. You know, so I don't think anybody looks at this offensive line and cringes. They're happy about this. Yeah. 
I think we can move on to, well, I have a question. Which unit is better, offense or defense? Defense. I was going to say the same thing because, in my opinion, this is probably the best defensive unit in the league right now. I agree. Yeah. Do, do you want to talk about them? Uh, Well, I'll start with their defensive line, who, I mean, this is the defense, first of all, that annihilated, no, well, yeah. They destroyed the Chiefs last yeah, year. for sure. Now, that might be in part to the fact that the Chiefs' O-line was in shambles. But that didn't stop them from beating anyone else pretty handily at, at that. So their their defensive line is where it starts. They have, just to name some names, Ndamukong Sue, Vita Vea, JPP, William Golson, Shaq Barrett, Steve McClendon. You know, just five or six guys that could start on pretty much now, any team. And yeah, are pretty good. Um, and then their linebackers are insane. This is definitely the best linebacker duo in the entire league. Yeah. Devin White and Levante David, who I would probably say Devante, Levante David is in the conversation for the best linebacker in the league. And Devin White looked like he might be better than him for like half their games last year. So yeah. he's a little bit more up and down, but he looks like a star in the making. Their secondary, if you have to pick an area to attack, I would say is their secondary. So if you have a little bit of a better offensive line that can hold up for, you know, long enough, these guys are good, not necessarily great. I don't think they have one standout corner. Like they like the rest of their team, they kind of have a bunch of bodies that they can do different things with. And then their safeties are led by Antoine Winfield and Jordan Whitehead. Antoine Winfield is a stud. He's probably the best player in their entire secondary. Um. So, like I said, I don't know where there's like, the, I guess if there's that's an area to attack, but it's really not. Yeah. So. And I think it's funny that you named off very good players and probably their best player, but you missed their most important player, I think, on this defense. I don't think you talked about Shaquille Barrett. I said Shaquille Barrett. Oh, you did? I went over the D-line. Oh, okay. Well, I would say he's probably their most important just because he gets to the quarterback so much. He's their best pass rusher by a lot. I mean, Vita Vey and Duncan Sue, they do what they have to do, and they clog up that line, and they stop the run, and they get to the quarterback. But Shaquille Barrett's the guy coming off the edge getting 15 sacks. Yeah, well, I just said – I just – I mean, I didn't really focus on him because it's yeah. not like it's a Khalil Mack situation where it's him dominating yeah. and everybody else is kind of just there. Yeah, no, I'm it's with like you. It's like the combination of everything – like, he's their number one, sure, but it's not like he's the only one who's getting to the quarterback. It's the combination of I was saying more everything. that you kind of just skipped over him because of how good everyone else is, you know? Well, yeah. You can't really, like— Well, that's kind of the point when you yeah. talk about a team that's this deep. Yeah, this team is very exciting uh, all over the field, and I'm going to just make another point of how deep they are, you know? Especially on the secondary— because they have Ross Crockwell, Mike Edwards, and Jamal Dean, who, I mean, you're not going to want them at your starters, but coming in for a breather, you're ecstatic to have them, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, you don't see this well, on ju- most teams. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, their starters on cor- at corner are going to be Carlton, Murphy Bunting, and Jamal Dean. Yeah. Who are all very good. Like, some of them, you know, not necessarily any of them are number one corners for them. But they all kind of do their part. And then, like you said, yeah, those are good 
backups. I mean, yeah, can't complain about that too much. Uh, yeah, I think this team has a chance to have the best record in the league, even though I wouldn't put my money on it. You I'm know, not. I don't think they're gonna win the Super Bowl again. Yeah, but I'm not bold enough to say that they couldn't. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I think that it's not going to be them, but I wouldn't be shocked. That makes sense. So hot take. I guess hot what I'm take. Saying is, they're dog water. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Do you want to move on to the next team? Anything else you want to say about that? Then. Um, Todd Bowles, underrated hero of the Buccaneers. Well, let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. Last year they went five and eleven, and this year projected seven and a half wins. Thoughts about them? Um, I like the direction that they're going in. Yeah. Um, Matt Matt Rule licking his lips on the sideline always gets me excited. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Matt Rule. Me too. Um, so do you have them going over or under seven and a half wins? I have them right over at eight. I'll yeah, I I would say over if I had to pick one. But that's I, a tough that's a tough bit. I think this season is going to be one of those seasons where you're not happy, but you see a lot of good stuff. Where, I mean, okay, let me rephrase this. You're happy about the way the season's going, but you're not happy about the ending. Of course, you probably want to be above 500 when you with this team. Yeah. But at the same time, you're going to see stuff. You're like, wow, this team could really be good, or they could be something in the next few years. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of this is going to rely on Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. So if Sam Darnold... I don't know. The jury is out on Sam Darnold. It's gonna. We're just gonna have to see if it was really all the Jets or if he's really just not that good. When you say the jury is out, do you mean you or like social media consensus? Well, I think like just from a production, like is he good? The, the jury is out. We don't know. Oh, okay, okay. Because he hasn't been good for the Jets. Yeah. It, it's possible that he still could be, but at this point, how likely is that? You know what I mean? I'm a believer in Sam Darnold. But at the same time, for me believing in him, I think I've believed in him a little too long to get burnt again. Yeah. So I think I'm like, I still want him to be good, and I still think he's going to be good. But I know Adam Gase can make good players trash in dog water, and I'm sure it's happened with Sam Darnold. And so I think Sam Darnold can be good, but in the back of my head, it's still like, I'm going to get burnt again, aren't I? Yeah. I, this kind of reminds me of uh, Drew Locke a little bit when we talked about him. Yeah. Not necessarily to a T, but I think the issue for me is just, is Sam Darnold probably, he's not going to come out and probably look as bad as he did with the Jets. I yeah. mean, that would be, that would be a shocker, to <laughs> say the least. Yeah. But how good is he really going to be, I guess is what I'm kind of, wondering is he really the future of the carolina panthers maybe he is maybe there's a chance but how likely is that i don't know like what's the best case scenario here for sam Darnold? you know i mean they sign him to an extension and he becomes a top 10 quarterback he becomes ryan Tannehill. left the adam gay system and you found out that he's not he's actually pretty good but you're not going to give him a max extension okay you know uh, what I mean? That's fair. That's, that's fair. what I see Sam that's, Donald that's turning realistic. into. I just feel like people, it's kind of like Drew Locke. They're like, Drew, he's he's boom or he's bust. You know, there's yeah. no in between. Yeah. It's probably going to be more in between than anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So 
like I said, I think that Sam Darnold is going to be the big X factor here. Um, but I don't know how much of that is going to carry over into the future. Yeah. Uh, quickly, I want to talk about PJ Walker. I think if Sam Darnold isn't good and they have to bench him, PJ Walker could come in here and win them some games. I know he's a backup quarterback. I know he's not starting, but when he has played, you're like, wow, this guy, he's actually kind of good, you know? Yeah. Uh, we can move on to their playmakers, starting with Christian McCaffrey at the running back, and then Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and rookie Terrence Marshall yes. Jr. How do you feel about them as a whole? Uh, well, obviously, Christian McCaffrey, pretty good. Yeah. Um, I would say, going. I'm trying to think back to our running back video. I think he's number one on my list. For me, he was third. Yeah. I think. I think with his pass catching and his running ability, he's in my head number one, no question about it. That's fair. I'm not going to argue with you. But yep. um, so obviously pretty good there. No no real complaints from there. The running or the wide receiver room is it's has potential to be better than it was last year. I think they're, they lost Curtis Samuel, obviously, but I don't. I think Curtis Samuel is getting a little bit overhyped. Like he has good stats, but I don't think he's a. Uh, I, I don't think, think they're gonna miss him very much. I think Terrence Mitchell, Terrence Marshall Jr. can come in and be what Curtis Samuel was last year. Like immediately. Like I don't think there's gonna be a learning curve. What he did was pretty much just athleticism. Yeah, and I, I think, think most players can do be that. A different role. Like they're not gonna do the same thing. But I think in terms of production, yeah, I don't think they're gonna miss him very much. Yeah, and then my favorite part about this supporting cast around Sam Darnold is that if Sam Darnold can't get it done this year, you know why, because yeah. he's not good because this supporting cast, you, you don't look at that and you're like, Oh, the wide receivers are bad. Oh, the running backs, bad. like everyone around him is going to help him. And if he can't get it done, it's all on him. Yeah. Uh, and then, so you have DJ Moore, who I think it just sucks that he hasn't had a chance to be, to like really show out, you know, because yeah. I think DJ Moore is legit. One of like, the rising stars in the league. Yeah. Uh, he's very good after the catch, um, and he's underrated as, like, a route runner and everything. And then you have Robbie Anderson to go along with him. Solid deep threat. Terrace Marshall, the rookie, also more of a big-body guy, so I think he'll fit in nicely for them there. Um, and that's really – I mean, you also have some more veteran guys. That's really all you really need. They yeah. Might, down the road, they might be looking for, like, an elite, true number one guy – like a Jamar Chase, for instance, or something like that. But for now, like you said, Sam should have no excuses. Yeah, and then we can go over the tight ends. Dan Arnold and Ian Thomas, you don't really look at them, and you're like, oh, I like them. So we can just move past. Yeah. Going to the offensive line, I think this offensive line is much better than like three years ago. They've made improvements. Mm -hmm. But I think it's kind of like they're kind of like patching and duct taping, kind of like putting this O-line together. And it's better than just letting their quarterback die, but it's yeah. still not going forward. You're like, oh, this is our offensive line. Uh, I think their best player is Taylor Moton. Mot yeah. He just got paid a bunch of money. Yeah. And then the he's, rest of the guys. He's a true cornerstone tackle. And then the rest of the guys you're okay with having mm -hmm. as a starter, but you want more talent there, yeah. honestly. I mean, down the road, you're, you're, you're probably looking – you're going to keep Taylor Moton. Matt Paradis is getting up in age, but yeah. you're going to try to keep him around too unless he just falls off. The rest of the guys at some point probably are going to want to be replaced. They're probably hoping for more out of Greg Little this year, who was a little bit 
who's been kind of disappointing his first couple years in the league out of Ole Miss, but yeah. he's definitely got some talent. So I don't know if he's a, a lost cause at this point, but you never know. Um, so yeah. And then we can move on to defense. Honestly, I don't know why, but when I look at this defense, it excites me and it makes me like, oh my gosh, like this defense could be really, really good in a few years. And I just kind of root for them, even though I don't care about the Panthers at all. Yeah, I agree. They have a lot of young players. They, I mean, was it? It was last year they drafted like all defensive players. Yeah, right? they didn't draft a single offensive lineman. Yeah, or offensive player, period. Yeah, that's what I meant. So. They have a lot of good names, like Derek Brown. Jeremy Chin. Brian Burns looks – he might be a star. J.C. Horn. Yep. Dante Jackson. Uh, Shaq Thompson's still really good. Hassan Riddick, I believe in. So. Jeremy Chin. Did you already say him? Yeah, I said him. Okay, well, yeah. Did you and say then, Derek Brown? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Uter Gross Matos, their second-round pick. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. Um. So you're just kind of hoping that a lot of these guys will develop. Yeah. And then you also have like some quality veterans, like they brought in Hassan Reddick, Rashawn Melvin, uh, Morgan Fox. Denzel Perryman. Yeah. So lots to be excited for on that side of the ball. They just need to kind of uh, develop. Yeah, I think you look at this team, and this team right now maybe not be the best defense, but their potential, they have potential out of the wazoo. And when you look at the potential of this defense, there's no holes. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's very... Yeah. And I think in two or three, I think in like two years, you look at this team as one of those defenses that's a top five unit. Yeah. Yeah. If it pans out, this is like a top five unit that the Carolina Panthers carry to the playoffs. Yeah. Like it's that good. All these guys they have are like athletic and like game changers, honestly. Versatile players. They just have to like actually play up to their potential. Also, we didn't say AJ Bouye. Also, want to throw him in there. Yeah. I look at this defense and I'm like, these have like, this defense has a lot of game changers. Uh, I really like Jeremy Chen and Dante Jackson. I love them. And then Derek Brown and Brian Burns as your pass rushers. I'm in love with them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to say about this team? Um, no, I think pretty much got it. Um, Joe Brady, if this offense does take off this year. Could be a future head coach in the NFL. Probably will be, yeah. Maybe even for the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. Oh, that would actually be exciting. Just saying, just throwing that out there. Uh, And then get Coach O to uh, be the GM. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's move on to the sad, lowly, pathetic Atlanta Falcons. Probably one of the worst off-seasons in the league this year. When you look at this team, you don't like it, and you kind of want to puke in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Last year went four and twelve. Um, let me just say, if the Oakland Raiders weren't, or the Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, and the Houston Texans, no, I'm not even including them. Oh, okay. This team would probably have the worst off season. Oh, I got what you're saying. In the entire league, if it weren't for the Oakland Raiders, uh, and then, so I would put them right there and then right above them is Deshaun Watson as a player. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I think fair. he's I think that's he's fair. number one. I think that's he's fair. number one. Um uh one more thing I was about to say. Oh, it's uh they should have to give their stadium back. Yeah. The, this just, not destroy give it. Give it to Kanye. Not, yeah, exactly. That's give it to I'm Kanye. Saying. I don't know if they destroyed the old one yet, 
They probably did. Probably. But they should have to play somewhere else, at least until this team is like... Play on a high school football field, because not, it's a high school team. Yeah. I mean, just... Team here, is gone. Give, give their stadium water. to Georgia. Go play at Georgia Stadium. This team is disgusting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not just that they're bad. It's that it makes it's like the rate. It makes no sense. It makes zero. At sense. least what what I said about the Texans, where it's like, okay, they're tearing it all down. Yeah, like they they're getting some good guys in there. Well, well, I mean, they're getting some veterans in there. Uh, yeah, and they're they have like a direction. They're starting from ground zero. The Falcons are like trying to do both at once, and it's not working it's, at all. It's it's like the definition of dumb. So, okay, let's talk exactly why we hate it, because I think we both agree. So we went into the draft thinking, okay, you have two ways to do this. Yeah. Rebuild or reload, exactly. right? Reloading means get Kyle Pitts, keep Julio, and you go win you a champions. Because, I mean, you're not going to be able to fix everything on this yeah. team. But if you draft Kyle Pitts, you're saying, okay, what we're going to try to do is outscore everybody. Take the Dallas Cowboys approach. Try to score 50 points a game. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, oh well. We yeah. tried. What you Or the alternative is... Get ahead on the rebuild. Trade Julio. Trade Matt Ryan. Yeah, get rid of Matt Ryan. And get a cornerstone piece. Get as many picks as you can for your veteran players. And draft, you know, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, somebody like that. But guess what? They did both and accomplished nothing at the same time. Yeah. They drafted Kyle Pitts and traded Julio. Well, they restructured Matt Ryan's contract yes. so that he would so stretch it out and make him pay him more as time goes on, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, I guess well, they were trying to save cast base now, but it ended up just making them decide between Matt Ryan or Julio Jones, and they kind of had to pick Matt Ryan because they just restructured his contract. Yeah. Well, this whole thing is caused by the cap and how awful their cap structure was in the beginning. And like five years ago, they're kind of paying the consequences right now, right? Yeah. And instead of being the Kansas City Chiefs or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and figuring out your cap problems, they're like, oh, this is too much math. I can't figure this out and trading Julio. Yeah. Right? So it's disgusting to watch a team be this bad in the offseason. Well, it's just like, yeah. And I hate that they did this to Julio, like, now. You know what I mean? Yeah, when he's 31. Like, they waited until after the draft. They He only got traded for a second-round pick. Now there's people talking, like, is Julio done? Can he even play a full season? Blah, blah, blah. When, like, you could have at least, like I said, done this the right way. Like, give give a clear indication of what you're doing. Yeah. Give Julio a full offseason with his new team. It's It doesn't make any sense. So, last year they went 4-12. and 12. Mm-hmm. And projected wins this year seven, under for sure. So I have them going a whole three wins. So I have them under two, and that's sad from going a Super Bowl team. What four years ago? Uh, more like six. Oh really? It's been yeah, that long. Twenty fifteen, I think. Oh my goodness! I don't think no. It hasn't been that long. I think it was twenty seventeen. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Whatever, it's recent Super Bowl. I think it's 2016. So recent Super Bowl, whatever. To becoming a team that last year went four wins, and I'm projecting them at three wins right now. We can kind of talk about their team. They have the aging Matt Ryan. He's not what he used to be. Trade him to a team that needs a quarterback like the Denver Broncos. Well, they would if they could re- if they didn't restructure his deal and guarantee all his money over the next like three years. And then they went from having. I mean, I don't even know. Like the only players on this offense, like 
skill players is Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. And Kyle Pitts is a rookie tight end, and I don't I don't expect much from him this year. I think he's still going to be a good player, but like production wise, I don't expect much. Calvin Ridley should be a great wide receiver. He could be like a top five wide receiver this year. But other than that, there's just no one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can't. Yeah. They have some names across their roster. That's kind of like a theme. They're like, oh, they have this guy. But then you look at everyone else, and you're just like, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So they have Matt Ryan, who is getting up there in age. They've decided to go with the bold strategy of not invest in the <laughs> offensive line around you, I was. I, I want to say something about this. It's kind of funny because you look at this offensive line, and you're like, Jake Matthews, I know that name. Chris Lindstrom, I know that name. Caleb McGarry, I know that gate name. Matt Hennessy, I know that name. But when you put them together, they are garbage, well, dog water, it's not last the worst in the league. Line. It's just not good. But Matt Ryan for a quarterback that has center blocks yeah, for feet—that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it does not work well together. And you know that would be less of an issue if you had like Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst. But now you took away the best weapon out of all of those. And so it's kind of like, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this offense? Um, no. <laughs> okay, that's fine with me. Do you want to talk about? Honestly, I don't even know if I want to talk about their defense. Sure, they have AJ Terrell. They have Fabian Moreau. Those are like solid players. Yeah. I really like Deion Jones when uh-huh. he plays and he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, and then they pay Dante Fowler a lot of money from being a player that played with Aaron Donald and kind of just reap the benefits from that and yeah. was a nobody last year. Yeah. And then their uh, other linebacker, do you want to talk about him? Aluakun? Yes. Yeah, he had a really good year last year, underrated. Now, the defense was bad, so yeah. it's not like he was, you know, a, a, a pro bowl or anything, but he looked – he was a bright spot on a defense that was in contention for the worst in the league. So yeah. take that with a grain of salt. They have Grady Jarrett, who is actually very underrated. One of the better uh, defensive tackles in the entire league. As a pass rusher, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he's probably their best player, uh, maybe on their whole team. But I disagree. It. I don't know where... Like, you just don't have anything else that inspires confidence. Your best pass rusher, like you said, is probably Grady Jarrett, followed by Dante Fowler, who... Isn't really that good. Yeah, you have Marlon Davidson, who like was an edge rusher in college, but also is like three hundred pounds. So like, <laughs> is he a D tackle? Is he a nose tackle? Is he a D end? What? No is one he? really knows. I don't know. And then your your corners, your secondary as a whole, it's just like they're not terrible, but they're not good. You know, yeah. Even, like AJ Terrell was a reach. I think we all knew that at the time. They have Eric Harris, Deron Harmon, Fabian Moreau, like you said. Isaiah Oliver, that's Isaiah looking Oliver like a bust. Like, he's, I don't know. I, it's just no nobody that really inspires confidence. There's no chance. This is the, well, this is one of the worst defenses in the league. It could that's be just, the worst defense. That's just the best way to put it. Yeah, I agree. Ed, do you want to talk about this defense at all anymore? Nope. Last thing I want to say is that they have Young Hoku, probably the best kicker in the league, and their only shining star on this team. Uh, who cares? <laughs> okay. Well, this has How been. Why don't you go find your stolen Jeep? You. you mean cleats? Both. Yeah, he doesn't care about the Jeep because he—that's how baller he is. He just wants his cleats. Okay. 
Well, this has been another episode of What's the Play. Thanks for listening. Look out for our other episodes on our division series. Thanks for listening. See you guys later.